So when you go into your local uh, pharmacy, regardless of where it is, I remember sitting there in January, and boy, t- times were tough in January, right? We closed schools for a couple of weeks, we had a big snowstorm, and then um, I was asked to go to Los Angeles uh, for work, and I needed to get a, uh, a test and then get a PCR test on the way back. That's when we were still doing those things. But I remember having to get a rapid to get out of the country, and so you go to the pharmacy to get a rapid uh, really quick. We had some home tests, but that wasn't you needed it actually to get a like one of those pharmacy tests. And I remember sitting there and I watched the pharmacist and how busy, like just waiting for your test result to come through. And I remember how busy they were. And I remember tweeting about it going like, I can't, I can't imagine um, the, the heat, the pressure, um, a lot of people coming in, some people bringing in their kids, elderly parents, like because of our healthcare system. And I got all day, I got all day to criticize where we're at and the things we're doing. But pharmacists sort of had to be de facto doctors and nurses as well. Um, now, they have new abilities to offer prescriptions for a number of things, um, and it re- really runs the gamut from acid reflux to, to you know, if you have a UTI or hay fever or oral thrush, and I think two things of this. One, um, this, is, this is a little bit of passing the buck because of how strapped and stressed our healthcare system is, but then again, I think we pay for things with our taxes, and it's probably a good thing that we don't have to go to a doctor's office to get prescriptions for things that um, are, are easily curable with um, with a prescription. I, that's So you, you're talking about two different things, no question, and you're talking about things that kind of collide in the intersection somewhat. Uh, Kiro Massey is the owner of Lawler Pharmacy, and he's been on with us before and kind enough to donate his time. Um, thanks for very much for coming on the show. I enjoy our conversations. How Do I have this right? The healthcare system is pretty strapped, but I'd ask, does offering prescriptions for these things strap you from doing your daily regular job, Kiro? Thank you for having me again, Greg. Sure. Uh, so, so far, honestly, like it's something that we've already been doing from the get-go is essentially making recommendations for these conditions. They've added on <clears throat> a few that we can recommend for as well uh, that previously we couldn't, like uh, for um, like herpes labialis or like the... Uh, actual uh, cold sores you got in your mouth or urinary tract infections if they're uncomplicated these are are new there's a few others there that that weren't there before but for the majority of the cases their assessments that we were already doing on the go and making recommendations over the counter the majority if you actually go through the list of medications the majority of the medications are things that you could have already purchased without a prescription but right now, because we could actually prescribe from them, we could get your insurance mm-hmm. to cover them, which is actually one of the things that a lot of patients were seeing doctors for. Like, I have friends that are GPs and, you know, friends that are, are operating clinics, and they'll tell you there's a lot of patients that come in just so they could get that prescription so they could get it covered by their insurance. So this takes up unnecessary resources from physicians. Yeah, I wondered about that. That you make a great point, and I think that's really interesting. I mean, some of this is simply almost blaring into a megaphone, saying, "Please don't bother your GP with these things." But that's what I wondered whether this affects your day to day busyness or ability. Again, some of what you've been doing also is 
is vaccination and administering vaccines that you didn't have to administer three years ago. So it's like you were busy in 2018, 2019. Like I said, I've sat there and watched I, pharmacists I, work. No, it's not just you. I have friends that are that are physicians, different specialties. I have friends that are not even in the medical domain that come say hello to the pharmacy from time to time. And they look at me and they're like, oh, my God, how the heck are you doing this? <laughs> And I think the same, but like for us, like in this, like pharmacists in general, the ones that work community, this is perfectly normal. Like you don't get lunch. You, you're basically eating as you're working half the time. Uh, and that's perfectly normal in our environment. You could do a 12 hour shift. That's perfectly normal. So it's, it, it, it is chaotic at times. It is crazy at times, but the overall, it's not like people, like contrary to what you may think, people aren't rushing in the pharmacy in droves so they could get minor ailment assessment. It's not like you, I might see like two or three a day at Lawler, like in a yeah. busy pharmacy might do 10. With proper technology solutions that we've implemented to actually do these assessments in an efficient manner, proper staffing you're able to get it done right and safely and you're able to relay all that information back to the physician or the most responsible prescriber for that patient. And at the same time, also, it's a big win for the patients and their families because they're not having to wait two, three days to get an appointment. In my case, when I see my GP, I have to wait a week. Mm -hmm. uh, and they're able to, to get that prescription sooner than later and prevent a lot of problems from occurring. Like, I, like I'll share a small story. Like two days ago, I had I had a mother bring in her five-year-old. She was about to give him a homeopathic drop, eye drop, okay, for what was clearly bacterial conjunctivitis. So it's an eye infection. It's bacterial in nature. She was going to give him a homeopathic eye drop, which is basically water in his eye, and then she was going to send them off to school. Now, this is extremely infectious. Yes. Like like pink eyes. Is it more infectious or less infectious than pink eye? Uh, like I can sit there like, like, and it, it's about the same. Like yeah. I probably say, but like the, the thing is that we, we did the assessment. We started on an antibiotic and then I told the mother that we're, since we're starting today in 24 hours, he can go back to school. And she was just overjoyed. Mm -hmm. Imagine if that kid was kept at home for five days and she couldn't go to work, or if he was brought into school and infected seven other kids or eight other kids, and all eight other kids had to go see their pediatrician. So it's, it has a big rippling effect, and you're not going to really be able to see and value this until a few months down the road. This has been done in several other provinces. They've reaped a lot of benefits. We're not like proposing something new here. This has been done before. Yeah. Kiro Massey is our guest, uh, owner of Lawler Pharmacy on uh, Toronto Today. Can I make the case that's the only drawback is the potential for some self-diagnosis to go wrong? And I'll give you one of my own stories. I don't mind sharing uh, with the audience. I had a UTI in 2016. That's the only one I've had. I hope not to have several more the rest of my adult life. It's pretty painful. But I also, you know, I'm wandering around the house going, I'm dying. It's bladder cancer. It's something worse than that. In my wife, <laughs> here's how I'd like to distribute my assets uh, and telling my wife, please find a, find another husband uh, after I'm gone. 
but it's just a UTI. Had I not gone to see the doctor and they give you that phone call and say it's a UTI, then I probably don't know to come into the pharmacy just to get treated for the UTI. So I do wonder if people are going to either give themselves the wrong diagnosis or they're going to go to the GP anyway so, because they're worried about the, the worst news the possible. Contrary, to the contrary. So once you go see a pharmacist for something like this, immediately we're referring. We don't even do an assessment because you're a male. If you have a urinary tract infection, almost always it's complicated. So that means that you have to be referred to a physician. They're going to have to do a culture. They're going to have to do tests. And then they're going to treat you. So when you do get a, like, so you mentioned self-diagnosis. Well, how about you get a second opinion from someone that knows just a little bit more about healthcare than yourself? Which is a lot of people, I'm going to tell you. Yeah, well, <laughs> but like in this case, it's a pharmacist. Look, we go through an algorithm, like just for me to prescribe just a normal rash cream, it takes 26 questions. Yeah. There's a lot of yeah questioning and prodding that we take a look at. And if for any reason, we suspect something that requires more testing or something that's not going to go away quick, we're sending you to a GP or an optometrist or whatever specialist is required to look after your specific case. And we could, most of the time, we have a pretty good idea of mm. what it could be so that you're not panicking and, you know, uh, sending out like, Twitter messages telling people that you know they they should remember you well and all <laughs> if they choose to. Um, oh. The last last g- give me ninety seconds here. I want to know sort of what the what you're seeing um, on a daily basis, and and I mean that from almost like a, a COVID flu perspective. We talked around uh, two months ago talking about the potential for RSV, the potential for flu. Are you doing a lot of testing still? Are parents rushing three- and four-year-olds in with coughs and colds? What are you seeing? So the the, the pediatric, uh, I guess, influx of, of infection, thank God, has slowed down a bit than before. Mm. That's something that we're noticing for sure. Uh, however, adults that are getting sick, uh, th- that has increased a lot. And we're seeing it also in the products and, uh, over the counter cough and cold medications. They're, they're really hard to come across nowadays because of that. So that's on back order. Uh, but in terms of testing, yeah, we do, we do a bit of PCR. It's covered for certain groups. Like if you're over 70, if you're immunocompromised, those are covered. But in most cases, like I just do a quick rapid test as kind of a pro bono thing to help people out, let them know what they got. And and we can catch it with a rapid test as well if it's done properly. Mm-hmm. And by properly, I encourage people to always do a throat swab first, deep nasal second. Don't follow the instructions on the box for sample collection. And then you're probably going to be able to pick it up sooner that way. Quick, quick, quick! Couple sentences on cold and, and flu medication. I'm seeing st- shelves in in better shape. They couldn't have been in worse shape than they were, as you know, in November and early December. Are you, are you getting stock in that you weren't before? So, are we talking about pediatric or are you talking about adults? Both. No. So, pediatric has gotten a bit better. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna deny this, but yeah. for adult, no, it's gotten much worse. Uh. At the end of the day, if you talk to the pharmacist, they could probably recommend something that will work for your symptoms that is available. So don't be militant that I take Buckley's, so I always need Buckley's. Or, you know, I take Cipical, so I always need Cipical. There's alternatives mm. for anything 
any brand, if you will, that works for your symptoms. So you can talk to the pharmacist. They can usually recommend something for you for the specific symptoms that you have. I got you. Hey, thanks for being such a, a great resource for us and a great pharmacist for your customers as well. I appreciate the time. Privilege to help, sir. Thank you. Uh, Kiro Massey owns uh, Lawler Pharmacy.